And we are on. Hello and welcome to Sports Unhinged. I am back with the football crew. This is Mo here and we're back with the one, the only, the trash-talking, innuendo-spewing, extraordinaire, Yujita. And the one guy that gives this podcast some street cred, the guy that's been there on the sidelines, the guy that was calling plays for high school players, Coach Bartlett. Welcome back. Hello, how was your guys this summer? Um, long and hot. <laughs> That's what they used to call you back in Sri Lanka, yeah. Long and hot. <laughs> Coach, he's the uh, one who comes up with the innuendos. That's a bit of a role how reversal. Over you there. know, walk right into it. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be a lowdown. Damn it! Oh, amazing. All right, now guys. <laughs> We're back for another season of football. Uh, but for those who've been watching us for a while, you would notice that we're down to three guys from four. Um, Mark Sherman, who was the, one of the big reasons why we did this podcast, who enjoyed talking football quite a bit, passed away uh, back in February, just before the Super Bowl of, of, of last season. Um, so we, we went back and forth. We decided we're going to keep doing this podcast for Mark. And because it's something that he really enjoyed to do and also to keep an eye on his Chicago Bears. So, Mark, wherever you are, we love you. We miss you. And we miss you, but let's get cracking with the uh, uh, with the with the episode. Uh, now, guys, we, we got started yesterday with Thursday night football, Bills and Rams. And what a what an amazing season opener that was. Coach, what are your initial reactions to to that game? First of all, I called it. I said Buffalo blowout. I, I, I didn't call it on the blowout. I wasn't for sure, but I thought that they would. I was really surprised at how poorly the offensive line played for the Rams. Um, really, really surprised at that. I, I didn't see that happening. Um, but maybe that has a little to do with how good the front four to front five to front six sometimes. One of the stats that I noticed um, I didn't notice. Obviously, my statistician pointed out they had seven sacks. None were on blitzes. Wow. Yep. Yeah, all with all with the main front four. So I think that's a good sign for Buffalo. Um, I think LA will figure it out. I think this is just what one of ten games of their their big um, hard schedule that they have. Yeah. And so you, I think they'll be fine. Ujita, I mean, were, were you? Um... I mean, surprised at, at at Matthew Stafford's kind of performance, lack of running game for the for the LA Rams. What what went wrong there? Yeah, I was surprised at the lack of the running game. Yeah, I think it was like uh, 18 carries for 52 yards, some something like that. Uh, but there was some talk about his elbow, and then uh, you know that that really showed up a bit. Uh, but again, he did. Uh, it looked like he missed OBJ out there, and you know it was like a one-dimension thing going to cup. They need to figure that out. But I think mostly, look, the game with all the hype about you know raising the banner at SoFi and Bills offense, you kind of lost fact that Leslie Frazier is kind of a genius on the defense. Like he he did a, a couple of this guy's coverages and stuff, which really put Stafford down. So I think that that was the key there. But you know, like Coach said. Uh, we shouldn't get too worried about the Rams. They'll figure stuff out as they go along. But the Bills are legit, y'all. How about that Josh yeah. Allen coach? Do you think he's on his way to an MVP season? 
or is it just a, a oh, flash I, in the pan I, start? I, I, no, I think so. I think he played both within himself and then he really saw the field uh, well. Um, the game plan was good, and I think they did a good job protecting him. Um, but my goodness, when he makes a decision to run the ball, that stiff arm for the wow. first down later in the third quarter, when he makes did a decision, he, he, he does any run back. Did he have the most uh, running yards for the Bills? I think he had more than Singletary, I think. I didn't, I didn't see that, but yeah. Probably, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe. I think th those guys that play fantasy football were really happy, but they were very disappointed with Cam Akers with the LA Rams. I think he had like 0. 0.3 oh, points zero, or something zero. in fantasy. No, I didn't think he made any yards on three. I think he had three carries for zero yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's crazy. So, Coach, the, the, do the Bills come out on top of the AFC this year? Uh, okay. Yeah, I think we. Uh, I think we lost coach we, for a second. Yeah. Do yeah. Do the Bills come out on top in the AFC? Yeah, I mean, look, uh, you can't deny that they're they're good on both sides at the moment. You know what we saw on Thursday was they're great on defense and their offense. You can't deny that. So until we see a, a team that has you know both units as superior as theirs. Uh, I think they got they got discovered. They're going straight to the to the Super Bowl. Um, the Bengals. I don't know how they'll they'll come up in the AFC. Uh, KC is kind of a, a decision that you make mid season to see how they are. Um, if as far as we go right now, it, it's Buffalo all the way, seemingly. Who do you think is going to be Buffalo's main challenger in the AFC? Uh, I think we're gonna let's see what Kate, what Mahomes does without Tyreek Hill in there. Uh, in their first couple of games, KC could be a, a contender. Um, you know, Denver might do a surprise sneak in from what they have right now. But the LA Chargers, I think, will be their biggest contender with what they've set up there during the offseason. They've also got all the players on the offense, and they haven't made much changes on the offense. But on the defense, you know, they've got Khalil Mack now in there and, you know, Van Moy from uh, New England as well. And and I think that they really addressed that issue they had with the run defense. If you remember last year, right. their run defense was one of the worst in the league. So they've addressed that issue. Um, so I think, yeah, and Herbert could be also, give, give Josh Allen a run for his money on the MVP as well. Um, so yeah, the LA Chargers up against the Bills. Coach, do we have you back? I'm here, but I'm not sure I'm here. Yes, you are. Yes, dark. you are. All right. Yeah. So, 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 Ujita has KC and the Chargers, possibly Denver, putting up a challenge in the AFC. Who do you think? Who else do you think can 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 pose a challenge to the Bills in the a, in a very strong AFC uh, conference? Oh, I think I like the Chargers. I really think that they have it together on all sides of the ball. I think they did a good job filling in their defensive issues from last year in the front. Um, I like Kansas City. I think that their offense surprisingly might be better because um, I think they'll spread the ball around a little bit more and not just throw it around the yard middle school-wise. So those would be my two, Kansas City and the Chargers. Now, for me, I have an unlikely candidate that I think will pose a challenge for the Bills. So I've got the Bills winning the, uh, the AFC. But in second place, I have the Baltimore Ravens. And that's because this is the only team last year that was completely beat up. So we didn't really get to see the quality that they had. They had the QB was out. The left tackle was out. Both corners were out. 
most of their running back core was out as well. All of these are gone. Now they're all back. They start with a very easy kind of game against the Jets. Um, and, I, and I think that they keep that tempo going for the rest of the season. So I've got the Bills first, Ravens, KC third. And then I feel like Indy would edge out Tennessee in uh, for the for the four seed. Then you have either. You don't have the Chargers in there at all. No, the Chargers would be the six. So the Chargers or Denver, I think whoever goes four and two in the first uh, six games uh, will 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 end up being the uh, the sixty there. And then Cincy sneak in and Miami in seventh. That's that's who I have. Now, if we go back to the NFC, so Yujita, who do you have in the NFC? Well, NFC um, obviously it's going to be tough for the Rams to do a repeat. Uh, that hasn't been done in 20 years, but uh, from what we saw on Thursday, hopefully that is not their you know mo for the rest of the season. Um, th- but they'll still um, they'll still make the playoffs. Um, Tampa Bay, last hurrah for uh, Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, at Green Bay, um, they haven't got crazy wide receiver core at the moment, but uh, let's see how that works out. And um, I want to. I want to say, you know, the birds. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, we'll talk about that later. But uh, yeah, those are those what I've got. San Fran make a San Fran as well, I guess. Coach, NFC projections? Uh, NFC, probably for me, Green Bay. Um, I think they might be the cream of the crop in the NFC. Um, as crazy as it sounds, I wouldn't discount Philly or Dallas. Um, I think Philly probably has the one up. Dallas. Um, but I, I like just... He's got to say. Okay. He's got to say. Be patient, young man. All right. Um, I just think that they, they, they have a sneaky um, offense where if if some of their wide receivers that have been hurt come back, Gallup, etc. cetera, um, I think they could make, you know, some headway. I like Philly. I like what they've done offensively on the weapons they've given Hurts, um, and I like their schedule. So, really, I would probably say Green Bay won for me. Um, Philly probably two, and then after that, does it really matter? Tampa, maybe. Yeah. I, I'm just not sure. I think there's more to, to. I think there's a little more fire where that smoke is coming from in Tampa. Okay. Now, see, I, I've got I've got Green Bay going top. I've got the Buccaneers second. Eugita, I hate to say it, but I have your Philadelphia Eagles going third. Um, I think they have a really talented receiving core. We'll do a little bit of a deep dive on each one of our teams in a second. The Rams, like Coach said, 10 of the 17 games they have are against playoff teams from last year. I've got Minnesota sneaking in in the fifth, the Panthers in the sixth. I say that very quietly with a quiet voice. And then San Francisco to wrap it up with this. Good thing this this broadcast isn't going to the public. Yeah, it's just for the three of us. Yeah, Yeah, this is just a great chatting. Now, let's, let's talk about our teams. I'll let you go first, Ujita, since you guys will be probably ranked higher than us this uh, this season. Uh, what what are your projections for the Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah, like uh, like Coach said, I mean, one of the things is the schedule. It's it's a really favorable schedule, so we're looking at about an eleven six record. That's what I think. Um, and the great thing is, Harvey Rosman and that front office has really addressed the issues and then, you know, kept the good things that happened last season, the O-line, which, which made the, uh, you know, the best run uh, game last season, that O-line has stayed together. Kelsey, they've signed back on a one-year contract again. Everybody else is there. 
Um, and then they've addressed the real big issues was the pass rush because now they got Yoga Hassan Reddick in there and the um, the linebacking. You know, they've 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 given up size for speed and they've got uh, I think the Kaiser White from KC is in there as well. Um, and and also the cornerback situation. They've got Bradbury in there, so they've addressed that issues. And like Coach said. Jalen Hurts has been given the weapons now on the wide receiver with A.J. Brown and those guys. The, the running back team, it, it's, it's still good. So he's got all that weapons. He's got no excuses out there. Last year, we saw some arm strength issues and decision-making, uh, a couple of issues on his reads, progressions. But so, so there's no real, again, there's really no excuse. It's all on him now. The pressure's on him. Defense is still good as well. They'll, they'll keep uh, Philly in the... Uh, uh, in the playoff hunt as well. So everything is now on Jalen Hurts, and apparently they trust him. They've, they've seen what they've seen on camp. It looks good on him. So let's see how it goes. And I think the key is uh, when we play Dallas, I think in week six, we want to be somewhere on four and one, and they have a tough schedule until week six. Uh, I think they play uh, Bengals, Rams, Tampa, I guess. So we, we want them to be on one and four or two and three. So that's right. crucial when we play them in week six, psychologically. Right. So, yeah, we want to take the division and start. All right. Coach, your Texans, do they come out of the deep hole that they're in? And <laughs> they got rid of the quarterback. Is well, it a pressure? I, I think really for good. sure. <laughs> Maybe there's nowhere to go but up. Is that what we should say? Yeah. Um, I think you've done a good job stabilizing the coaching staff. Um, I think everyone kind of knew that was a one-and-done last year. Um, I, I wouldn't say that they've been aggressive in the front office for this year. I think they've been more aggressive in the front office for 24-25. Um, but I do think they've done a good job in the defensive backfield to help. Listen, they're, they're putting quite a few um, eggs in the basket of this quarterback that we have. Um, I will say it's, it's, a, it's an upgrade in terms of all the outside noise compared to the other guy. Um, not, not too sad to see him go, but we'll see. I think, you know, best case scenario, seven games. If I look at the schedule, worst case scenario, I can't see losing. I mean, I can't see winning less than four. So I'm anywhere between four and seven, and I'd be quite happy. Okay, great. Now, for my Panthers, I think, uh, first of all, I'm not used to all of this media attention that the Panthers are getting with Baker Mayfield arriving. You, may, you, you switch on, you know, Fox and you see, you know, uh, Skip and, and, and Shannon Sharp just arguing and Skip going on about how Mayfield is going to be the next best thing. And Shannon Sharp with the skill, skill. He's not he's not what you think he is, skill. You know, like it's just I'm just not used to it. Right. Um, but I think this season, the reason why I'm cautiously optimistic and I have to be cautiously optimistic because, quite honestly, I don't believe in the coaching staff just yet. Uh, we'll see what Ben McAdoo does with the play calling. But the season really depends on Christian McCaffrey staying healthy. He's played three games in, 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 in the 2020 season, seven games last season. Um, he needs to be healthy for, for, for this year. Uh, we've sorted out a lot of issues. So we've got Damian Wilson coming in as a new middle linebacker, uh, joining Shaq Thompson uh, there. Uh, the secondary is going to be looking good with Jeremy Chin. And we get JC Horn back from injury. DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, that's... The receiving core is, is good, but I'm worried about how thin we are in that area. So if there are any injuries, we might struggle a little bit. And you, you all know what happens when, when, that, when that happens. We start depending on Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Over-dependency on, on McCaffrey, he gets injured, there goes the season. But 
Um, we've got Xavier Wood in, in, at free safety, Brian Burns and Gross Matos at defensive end getting the sacks. Um, I, I think we sneak in there with a nine and eight record just into the playoffs. Oh, it's going right. to come down to the end of it. Yeah. But I, I also feel like a, yeah. a strong start is required. I'm not going to say four and one or five and one because we've done that before and then we, we've gone on a, on a losing streak. But I think if we keep it above 500 by game six, I think we'll be, we'll be okay. Well, funny thing is, you could be about 500 first five weeks. So, yeah, yeah falls hope right there. Slightly above 500. I'll just say a game above 500. I'll be all right with that, you know? Yeah. Now, as promised, also, we're, we're going to to keep an eye on the Chicago Bears. Yujita, how do you think the Bears do this uh, this year? Well, I mean, realistically, we got to look at it as a rebuilding. Um, they really haven't got the players and skill position, especially on offense. Their defense uh, is still all right, but there's a lot of work to be done. So I think the fan base, they have to give uh, Iberflus some time. Uh, it'll all come through. You know, um, Justin Fields, great talent, great potential. Uh, he's going to be great in Chicago for a while, but they just need to give them some time. Um, I, I guess it's going to fall on Ryan Poles and that front office crew to get those guys in place, not grab six players off waiver uh, just to plug and play. Um, they really need real weapons. It's not going to happen this year. Uh, yeah. Give it a couple of years, but be patient. It's going to come. But yeah, I mean, but looking at their schedule, if they get those 50-50 games, if they win a few of those, they could still get a six, seven wins out of it. That's what I think. Now, coach, if you look at the young quarterbacks like Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Jalen Hurts, which one of these three is is most poised for a breakout season this year? Oh, I think Hurts, definitely. Um, I can see Hurts really leading Philly to the promised land, as we say, or maybe just even a wild card. Um, I, I am concerned a little bit about um, the offensive line for Chicago. I'm not sure they've done enough there. I'm no, not as concerned on the defense. Yeah, I actually think that defensively, um, Mac might be a blessing in disguise being traded. You know, they've oh, got really? Quinn coming off. Yeah, he's got 19 and a half sacks these last few years. Um, hold on, let me look. This Travis Gibson guy, he's got seven sacks, five forced fumbles last year. Um, and, and if you look at Eberflus and his defense, he's never been a big single-player star guy, especially at Indy. And he liked those defensive tackles causing havoc in his four-man front. Um, and, and so I, I think that that kind of fits into that non-star player attitude that some of the folks have um, in Chicago. Now, I think one of their linebackers had some issue with that because I think maybe he wanted to be that star guy and be that, um, you know, I'm the blitzer. I'm going to make all these sacks because Mac is gone. And I think they've calmed that down a bit. So I, I'm not too worried about the defense, but they've not done enough to plug the holes on the offensive line for that quarterback to have a breakout year. You never know. I mean, this kind of reminds me of that season where we had everybody injured at, at the Panthers and Cam Newton somehow managed to carry the team on his back and took, took us all the way to a Super Bowl. So that's, then that is something that's always on the cards with an agile running quarterback like Justin Fields. So who knows? Let's, let's see how it goes. Um, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Are quietly rooting for the Bears here. Um, now, all right. So one thing that we've decided to do last year, we had two, sec two, two episodes that used to come out in the week. We had the review of the week, and then we had the pick six. This week, this year, we're going to combine both. So we're going to do our three picks 
for the pick six segment right now. You guys know the drill. We make three picks against the spread, three picks on the over-under, me versus Yujita for the whole season. You get one point for every right pick, two points if we beat the expert in coach. Now, before I get into the games, Yujita, how about we uh, we put a little wager on this season's uh, competition, on this contest? I'm cool with that because, uh, you know, you lose, so I'm okay with that. You got to decide if it's okay for you. So I've come up with an idea, right? Whoever loses has to sit in a McDonald's for 10 hours. Every cheeseburger you consume, you get to reduce that the number of hours by one hour for each burger. The whole thing gets streamed on YouTube live. I don't know who's going to watch it, but it's the only way to prove that you actually sat oh. in a McDonald's. But yeah, what do you think? So Make white burger is all right then, is it? So you're just saying, I, I just need to be clear about the whole thing, you know? Any burger. So all right. I said a cheeseburger. You fries are okay. A couple ice creams are all right. I just need to be clear, you know? Yeah, but you only the burgers out. count for the one hour down. Exactly. Yeah, you can only the burgers. You want ice cream, but only the burgers count for one I, I don't even know why I'm asking because, you know, you, you love spending time in McDonald's. And all that's right. how it's we'll going to go. <laughs> yeah. Do we have a deal? Yes. All right. Um, yeah, well, coach speaks for me, apparently. So, yeah, all right. <laughs> Long and hot, man. Long and hot. He's on it. Long and hot, baby. That's all what right. They say. Yeah. Let's do this. Okay, so game number one. We've got the Cleveland Browns at the Carolina Panthers. Baker Mayfield's revenge game. Coach, give us the odds for this game. At the moment, we have Carolina minus two and a half as the favorite and the over under 41.5. 41.5. All right, I'll go first on this one. It's a very important game for Baker Mayfield. We've seen him since the college days. He does really well on revenge revenge games. When he's coming out there to, to make a point, he's there. Uh, I like the matchups. Yes, they've got Miles My- Garrett and Clowney, but this is a good test for our O-line to see how well they're, they're doing. I think the secondary there uh, will do really well against Amari Cooper. Um, I'm really interested to see the DJ Moore versus Denzel Ward matchup. Um, so I'm I'm going for a big win for the Panthers here, a statement win. Browns 12, Panthers 30. So Panthers cover by a lot. And wow. with 42 points, it's just half yeah. a point over. Half a point over. Some, somebody won McDonald's, baby, because you come in. Uh, All right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like your optimism, but uh, I, I think that revenge is what's going to get Mayfield. Yeah, he's, he, he, he could try to overdo it. Uh, and like you said, Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, we saw them do some great stuff for Cleveland last year. So they could probably shut that down. Uh, and then you got Nick Chubb and the guys. Jacoby Brissett is, I think he'll just try to keep the ball safe and run. Um, so I don't, I, I think Cleveland's will take this game. So I'm going to go Cleveland to cover and win and cover, obviously, uh, 23, 21. I'll say that that's what, so I, it's, is it over? Did you say 41? Yeah. Yep. 41 Slide yeah. Over. yeah. First week. Yeah. Yep. There it is. All right. All right. Coach, Good which call. way are you going? I like it. I like it. So I see Baker Mayfield getting sacked seven times, but Carolina winning the game and covering on a last-minute field goal, um, wow. but All right. under, the, under the 41 and a half. Double points, baby. Come to seven me. times. You have Baker Mayfield getting sacked seven times. Yes. That's what I call player hating. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm saying 
the defense will sack them, sack him seven times. Okay. But I still think Carolina wins the game and covers the three on a last minute yeah. field goal. All right. We can't afford any more injuries. Well, um, All right. I'll take co- it. I'll coach take like it. coach like the QBs in the sack, if you know what I mean. All right. All right. <laughs> there we go. Another one. Uh game number two. We've got the Las Vegas Raiders against the LA Chargers. Coach, the odds. At at the moment, we have the Chargers minus three as the favorite and the over-under at 52. All right. Yujita, take us first on this one. Yeah, look, we talked about the Chargers are as good as a unit as uh, on both sides of the uh, of the line. Um, in no changes in offense. Their defense bolstered. They were, as we said, one of the worst run defense teams. And now they got Khalil Mack and already Bosa one one. So yeah, I'm 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 good with the Chargers winning this. Uh, LA is still O line is shaky a bit. Uh, the Raiders, I mean, um, I'll go with the Chargers win to cover 34-27 over. It's it'll be a it'll be a high scoring game. High scoring game. Okay. Yeah. Now I have the same outcome, but with a low scoring game. I think. Uh... Yeah, they've got Devontae Adams making his debut over there, but he'll be covered. I'm, I'm not sure if J.C. Jackson has been ruled out just yet. But um, if, it's still not sure, yeah. Still not sure. But if not, they still got Asante Samuel to cover him. Um, Waller, who just got a, uh, a contract renewal just a few moments ago, um, will be covered by uh, Derwin James. So that's a good good uh, matchup. But, I mean, just the defensive side of this. You know, Khalil Mack, Bosa. You've got Justin Herbert, year three. Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. I think it's just too much firepower on both ends. Um, but for some reason, I still think it's going to be a bit lower scoring than everybody thinks. I've got the Chargers winning by 20 to 10. So Chargers cover, but we go under the wow. 52. Coach. Okay. Sorry, Muhammad, you don't get double points. I agree the Chargers are going to cover this game. I think we're going to get a chance to see some of those players on defense with that defensive-minded coach. Um, I also think that Listen, the offense that the Raiders coach has is pretty complicated, pretty hard to understand. I'm not sure one season and maybe even one real game is enough for them to see all the moving parts around. I recognize Waller is all that. I recognize the new wide receivers, all that. Um, I think their quarterback is actually a really good quarterback, but the intricacies of that offense, I just don't think they have it. So I'll go under and Chargers to cover. Ah, same pick. All right, cool. Game number three, we've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Dallas Cowboys. And you guys can't see this on the screen, but there's a pale-looking goat there and somebody <laughs> who's wearing a handbag. Uh, I'm looking forward to this game. I think it will be so beautiful, beautiful uh, uh, to see the Cowboys lose, lose at home. But before I get into that, Coach, what are the odds? So at the moment, Tampa Bay is a... Minus 2.5 on the road here okay. um, as the favorite. And 51 is the over-under. 51 is the over-under. Okay. So the way I've got it is obviously Tampa Bay, Brady. Like you said, there might be more to the story of what's happened uh, just before the season started. Um, that press conference looked a bit worrying, but they still have Evans, Godwin. And, you know, last year they needed uh, A.B., He left. They replaced him with another legend, someone who's the exact opposite. No no controversy. Will be good for the receiving core over there in Julio Jones. Um, I think it's... it's with, with, with Tampa, they're the team that threw the ball the most. 
last year. They had the fewest sacks allowed. Um, I've got them winning 21 to 6. So the Bucks to cover the minus two and a half, but also with the under, just because it's the first first game of the season, everybody will be rusty. I don't think we get as many touchdowns as people think. Yujita. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Mr. Brunchen will have something to prove and he's going to probably take it out on Dallas. Uh, I think Dallas is going to lose his on the line. Um, they're, they've lost Lyle Collins, Connor. So that O-line against that D-line of um, Tampa, it's, it's a crazy animal. And we know Todd Bowles loves to blitz. So he's going he's gonna to be all over Dak Prescott. How he gets that dual threat going with Pollard and uh, Elliott, he's, I think he'll be stifled. Um, but like you said, this is the first week, so I'll keep I'll keep it under as well. But the Bucks still win and cover 24 21. Uh, go Bucks, go Brady. All right, coach. Well, unfortunately, you guys agree, but I disagree. I, I, for some reason, I like the Cowboys here. Again, I'm not sure There's why. There's no some reason. We know why. Like. <laughs> you matter. don't have a choice. I, That's the I, reason. I do think, uh, and watch this game or at least look at the statistics when it's over because not all of us like to watch the Cowboys. But um, I think you'll see probably more screens in this game on the Dallas side, just taking advantage of that aggressive front four from Tampa. Um, but I like Dallas to cover this two and a half. I actually like them to win as a dog at home. Um, and I really think this will be a low scoring game too. Um, just because we're, everyone's rusty. I think the, the score will be lower. So I like the under, but I like Dallas to cover and win outright. Coach, can you blink twice if somebody that you live with has coerced you to make that pick? <laughs> Don't look to the side. Don't first of all, first of all, she can hear you, and then she's looking at me, seeing if I'm going to blink twice. So right. uh, <laughs> I'm saying, all is well. One, two, three. Okay, everyone got that. Okay. Good. All right. Cool. All right. So we usually we've decided that if we have any tiebreakers, if me and Yujita like last year had the exact same picks for every game, that we would have the Bears game as the uh, a tiebreaker. Uh, we don't need it this week, but let's just cover that very quickly. Uh, Coach, who do you have for the Niners and the Bears? So at the moment, San Francisco minus seven as the favorite over under 41. Okay. Yujita. Yeah, well, look, it's a tough first week for the Bears. I mean, San Fran, I, I just feel like Debo and George Kittle are going to run right on that defense. I think George Kittle might be out. There's a rumor that he's been injured. I'm not sure if he's going to be playing. Yeah. Well, we know Debo's going to cover everywhere. So, yeah. yeah, it doesn't really matter who's there. So, yeah, first tough first week. They haven't got the weapons, uh, the Bears. But I think they'll cover, though, because it's seven. Did you say seven? Yeah, so, plus uh, seven, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good start for the Bears to have a tough team to just see yeah. where they really are. So I think they'll cover, and uh, I'll keep I'll keep it over. Was it forty? What was it? Forty-one. The yeah, forty-one. Forty-one. I'll keep. Yeah, I'm, I don't have the score for it, but I'll say it's going to go over. Yeah, same here. I think I, I've got the Bears covering, and maybe the under on 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 this one, Coach. Yeah, I like the under definitely. Um, I'm not sold on the San Francisco quarterback. I, I, I have to be honest. He hasn't shown me anything. I took a I, chance on him in a fantasy team, so I hope you're wrong. And, and I'm convinced he hasn't shown his coaching staff anything. Otherwise, two weeks ago, we wouldn't have signed Jimmy G. 
again. Is, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I think there's got to be some rumblings there. I can see Chicago definitely covering. Um, I think, as I said before, their defense is maybe even improved without Mac um, right. as a unit. And I like the way that their head coach calls defense, if I'm being honest. So I like Chicago to cover and the under. Okay. Yujita, let's wrap this up with one more question. Biggest blowout of the week. Oh, um, yeah. Let's uh, let's go to let's go to my division and call the Giants Titans because uh, we you know I mean we're not going to see anything from the Giants for years to come. So whoever they're playing, that's the blowout. That's the Derrick blow Henry. Yeah, Derrick Henry is just going to go right through the middle all over. Yeah, that's the biggest blowout apart from the one we already saw. So I have a prediction. It's not necessarily a blowout, but I have a prediction for a shutout which is the Broncos at Seattle. So I've got the Broncos winning 14 to nothing at Seattle. Russell Wilson It's the other revenge game that nobody's really talking about because it doesn't have that much noise around it. Uh, but I think the Broncos have a very solid team. They go to Seattle and uh, I think they humiliate them in the, in the opening season. And I think immediately Pete Carroll goes on the hot seat this year. So that's, that's my prediction. Ooh, I like it. Okay. I like that. That's a hot take right there. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Um, I'm going to go with a little bit of a, I don't wouldn't call it a revenge, um, but a, but an interesting matchup with Jacksonville Peterson as the coach mm. and so, his former so winning coach. Yeah, his former QB um, with also, he didn't win the Super Bowl, but he played for you um, as the Washington Commanders QB. Right. I see the Commanders as really not that good. Um, and, and I see Jacksonville as a jump out, maybe surprise some people. The one thing that guy can do is call an offensive game when he has time to plan. Oh, yeah. Um, and oh, yeah. he proved it in the Super Bowl, and I think he'll prove it there. I think that's the biggest blowout um, of the weekend. And he's got the quarterback to do it. I mean, remember a few years ago when Jacksonville made it to the championship game, nobody had them on the cards there. So maybe a team to keep an eye on for this year as well. Maybe. We'll All see. right, yeah. cool. There Up we the go. Radar. Episode one right, of the well, books, guys. This is exciting. Episode one down. Let's go. We've got a wager. We've got the pick sixes in, and we'll see what happens. Awesome. We need to find Ready? a way to get McDonald's to sponsor this. That's what. We oh need. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I think just the keep YouTube saying McDonald's video every few minutes. Yeah, just keep <laughs> saying McDonald's. Yep. Good one, guys. We'll good see stuff. you after. All right. Week one. See ya, gentlemen. Good job. Thank you.